Hey, this is Andrew DiMazio, lead pastor of Rose Church here in Portland, Oregon. Welcome to our podcast. Our mission here at Rose is building big people, becoming like Jesus in community while growing in our faith. Whoever you are, wherever you are, I pray today's message challenges you and encourages you on your walk with Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy today's podcast. Today, I'm just going to share a quick thought, and then the band's going to come back up and join me. We're going to st- spend an extended time in worship today. One of our values here at the church is God's presence is our passion. I heard it put recently like this. I love it. Passion is like an emotion that's barely controllable. Like, we still have self-control because we have the Holy Spirit, so don't get it twisted. But Passion is like an emotion that's barely controllable. Here at Rose Church, we're passionate about God's presence. We want to lift our hands. We want to raise our voice. We want to worship him. Why? Because he's worthy of it. We want to spend time in his presence. We want to be with him. We want to, come on, if we're going to do church, we might as well have some fun and get involved in God's presence. And so we're going to take some time to just worship, get involved in God's presence today. So I wanna share a very, very quick thought with you. Over the past couple weeks, we have talked a lot about Jonah. We went through every chapter in the book of Jonah over the past four weeks and looked at his life and looked at his relationship with God, looked at some things that he walked through. And uh, we talked about in the very beginning where Jonah uh, was asked by God to do something. God asked him to do something and Jonah was like, yee, actually going in this direction, like completely did the opposite, disobeyed God, went this way. And then uh, Jonah ends up in a boat with some sailors and because of his disobedience, it affected the sailors in a negative way. And God was still gracious in it, which is amazing. And then Jonah ends up in the belly of a fish, which is crazy to even think about. He's sitting there, he's contemplating what's going on. He's processing, praying to God, talking to him. He comes out of the fish. He goes and finally does what God had asked him to do in the first place. He preaches the gospel. A bunch of people get saved, which is amazing. And then right after it, what we talked about last week is really that the book of Jonah is way more about God and his mercy than about Jonah. And even while God was being so merciful and so gracious and so good, Jonah was upset. Jonah was mad. He had just received grace and mercy from God, even in his disobedience. And then he was upset with some people that received the same grace and mercy, which is very, very interesting. As we've gone through this book over the past couple weeks, and I've started to examine and think. I started to realize that, man, I'm a lot more like Jonah than I thought I was. I don't know if that's true for you too, but there's been moments and seasons where I, like God's asked me to do something, just went the complete opposite direction. And unfortunately, some of those decisions have affected people in a negative way. God's been gracious through it, which is amazing. Man, there's been seasons in my life, it's even kind of scary to admit that this would be true, that you would identify with Jonah of just being like, you've received grace and mercy and then you think it's not fair when somebody else gets it, like they haven't done enough or they don't deserve it or something like that. Man, I started to look and listen and process about this series and realize like, man, the book of Jonah has become more like a mirror to me. In Proverbs chapter 27, verse 19, it says this. It says, as a face is reflected in the water, so the heart reflects the real person. As the face is reflected in the water, so the heart reflects the real man, the real woman. 
as we look into water, you would see yourself. If you looked into water, a basin of water, you would see yourself. If you look into your heart, you'll also see your insides, where your actions are flowing from, where your thoughts are flowing from, your longings, your desires, your passions, all flow out of your heart. In, in Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians, it says that we're to examine ourselves. We're, we're to test our faith. We're to examine ourselves. We're to take inventory, to look through, to process, to slow down, to take inventory, to examine. So what am I saying we should do? I'm saying as a church, we should take some time to slow down. And what happens when you slow down is you often start to reflect. As you start to reflect, you start to see the change that's needed. Reflecting leads to change. Just yesterday, I was uh, chilling on the couch, scrolling through Instagram, wasting time. And my wife asked me to get up and go wash my newborn's bottles. And I hopped right on up because I'm the great husband that I am and walked right on over. To, I'm just kidding. That was not a response. I did not. There's 14 pieces on these little bottles. And you got to, I never clean them well enough, you know. And so I took the opportunity. I was like, oh, I'm going to turn on some worship. I'm going to go stand over here and um, wash the bottles. And as I'm sitting there washing the bottles, just something, I just, it, it forced me to slow down, right? started to reflect, I started to think about like, what have I been thinking about lately? What have I not been thinking about lately? How have I been interacting with people? How are my relationships? How's my relationship with my wife? I'm starting to examine. And the Lord started to speak to me some areas that I could change. Some areas, he, he, he doesn't come with condemnation, but he does come with conviction on the areas that you can change. And so I'm asking you church, let's slow down, let's reflect. Let's look at some areas that the Holy Spirit might want us to change today. Because at the end of the day, if you don't measure things, you will never have change. You'll just keep doing the same thing over and over again, day by day, same thought process, week by week, month by month, year by year. If you don't take time to take inventory to measure, you will never have change. And so I'm going to the band's going to join me here in just a couple moments. I'm going to give you three questions that maybe you could ask yourself today and help you to process as we're in worship and even right now. And maybe all of these questions resonate with you. Maybe one does. Um, but let's, let's go through these. The, the, the first question, as we're looking into the mirror, as we're looking into our hearts, the first question that I want you to ask yourself is, what am I ignoring? What am I Ignoring. Maybe there's some of us in the room that have been ignoring something that God's been challenging and placing in front of our laps for a very long time. Maybe we kind of been like Heisman Trophy, juking it. I don't know how to deal with that. Don't know what to do with it. Maybe there's something that even in the past couple of weeks, God started to speak to you and put in front of you. Maybe it's about a character thing. Maybe it's about a thought process that you've had. Maybe it's about an action that you've continually had. Maybe it's, what is it? Is there something that you're ignoring today? You kind of look inside, man, am I, am I ignoring something? I felt, as I was praying and getting ready for today, I felt so strongly that there's some people in our church that God has been placing somebody on your mind and you've been ignoring stepping out and sharing the good news with them. Maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a coworker. There's somebody on your mind that God's been placing on your mind, whether you've been waking up in the middle of the night or thinking about them in the morning or thinking you should send a text or whatever. There's somebody that's been placed on your mind that God's been asking you, hey, step out and share with them. Be bold for me. Quit ignoring my call for you to make a difference. Because I'm telling you, there's somebody that's waiting for your yes and waiting for you to stop ignoring. 
There's some of you maybe in the room that just started coming to church recently. I just started getting involved in the things of faith and the things of God, and you've kind of gotten your feet wet, if, so to speak. And God's been asking you, hey, come a little bit deeper. Come, come, come a little bit deeper. And you've kind of been like, man, I don't, I don't know. Like, what about how they'll think about me? What about the, what they'll think and what they'll say? And I don't know if I can do that. I don't know where I'm at. What is God placing in front of you today that you're maybe ignoring? It's been all day on this. Just fill in the blank. When, what, is there something that you're ignoring that God's been asking you to do? Man, like maybe God's calling you to do something great like Jonah <laughs> and you've been ignoring it. All right. You're like country cousin Zach. There's nothing that I'm thinking of. I'm from the South, okay? Maybe there's nothing that you like popped into your brain. Maybe, maybe something will pop up while you're in worship today. Maybe there's something like, oh shoot, I didn't even realize I was ignoring that. God, I need help figuring this out. But maybe you're like, Zach, there's nothing. I can't think of anything. Okay, well, maybe this is a good question for you to process today. What am I blind to? What am I blind to? The reality is every single person in this room has blind spots. If you're driving, lean back. And you start to change lanes slow on them. Somebody starts honking at you, you're like, oh shoot, sorry. Just like a car, every single car has blind spots. We all have blind spots. What am I blind to? Maybe you're asking, maybe you're asking God that today. What am I blind to? I'm sure that he will reveal something to you because we all have blind spots. One of the greatest ways to, side note, for us to find out what our blind spots are is to set some people down that we're actually close to and say, hey, can you help me see some things that I haven't maybe seen about myself that maybe everybody else has seen? But also, just like we're doing today, reflecting, there should be times in worship where you say, God, is there something that I'm missing that you want me to see? Is there something that my eyes have been closed to, my ears have been closed to that you want me to see and hear? God, speak to me about that thing. Help me to see it. Help me to know what it is that I might be blind to. So maybe you're asking the question of, what am I ignoring? Is there something I'm ignoring? Maybe you're asking the question of what am I blind to? And then maybe there's some of you in this room that are asking the question, what do I need faith for? What do I need faith for? So maybe some of you have been believing and having faith, believing for, striving for almost, for something in your life for a long time or maybe a short amount of time that you feel like I'm starting to lose hope, I'm starting to lose faith in this area. Is there something that you need faith again for? Is there something that you, you're just like, I don't know, it's just too hard, I've been fighting for it too long, I've, I've been challenged with it, but I don't know how to navigate it. Is there something that you need your faith restored in? If, if that's your answer, if that's your question, sorry, that you're asking today, God, help me to have faith again. Help me to have faith and hope and belief again for this thing. I want to encourage you with the scripture. In Hebrews chapter 12, it says this. Hebrews chapter 12, it says this. It says, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. 
Now he is seated in a place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from simple people. Then you won't become weary and you won't give up. I love this scripture. Because if you're feeling like your hope and your faith needs to be restored, I've got good news for you. Jesus is the author, the perfecter, and the finisher of your faith. If you need it to be restored today, an encounter with Jesus can bring restoration for that area of faith that you feel like you've lost, that you felt like you've left hope in. And then what does he say at the end of that scripture? He says, if you're having a hard time, just think about what I went through. I will help you to not grow weary and to give up. If you're feeling like you're on the cusp, on the edge of giving up, come on, think about Jesus again. Think about how good he is. Think about what he's endured, what he's been through in order for you to have a right standing with him, for you to have a brand new life. Is there something that you're ignoring today? Is there something that you're blind to? Is there something that you need faith for? Come on church, we're slowing down. We're looking into the mirror of our heart and asking God to help us to reveal, to show. I wanna encourage you as the band joins me, we're gonna pray in just a moment. I wanna encourage you, don't let this moment just pass on by. We're gonna worship along a bit longer than we typically do, but don't let this moment pass you by where your mind just disengage. Figure out where you're at. Ask God to help you. Ask God to show you. Ask God to reveal. Ask God to help you process. If our ministry has been a blessing to you at all, whether through the podcast, online, or through socials, would you consider partnering with us financially to help us continue blessing people and reaching people with the gospel of Jesus? If you'd like to do so, you can go online to rosechurch.org give. Thank you so much for partnering with us and helping us continue to do what God has put in our hearts here for us.